0: borderline beggaring belief for me brian is the name of my next podcast i don't know if i can write a song about that one everybody we're sorkin in it watching the newsroom please take just a minute it's a podcast aaron sorkin my shoes about will and mckenzie making the news you're sorkin in it It's still season two of Sorkin in it, but now we're at season three of The Newsroom and take two of this intro. I'm Lex Friedman. Hey, and I'm Brian Warren. Brian, I'm not going to say whose fault it was that we had to do a take two. Oh, it was mine. I'll say it. All I'm going to say is it wasn't mine. Uh, But here we are. (laughs) It's the start of the final season of
1: The Newsroom. I'm pretty excited. And and let me ask you something, Lex. Please. Can you point to Equatorial Kundu on the map? Mm-hmm.
0: I appreciate when fictional countries that Aaron Sorkin makes up appear in multiple Aaron Sorkin works. Me I do. believe this is the only time it happens, but here is Equatorial Kundu in both the newsroom and the West Wing.
1: Yeah. And uh, this episode is all is just called one word. It's called Boston. Mm. And it maybe that's where Equatorial Kundu place- is. <laughs> maybe it's a a city within a country within a city just like the vatican uh but yeah it actually takes place around the events uh surrounding the the boston marathon bombing and the team because of everything that happened in season 2 they're pretty cautious about the reporting they don't want to uh, get ahead of themselves even when other uh networks are reporting all sorts of stuff that may or may not be confirmed um but a, a few other things happen too um if I remember correctly, not a whole lot of romance. Uh, so that's kind of exciting. <laughs> but uh Sloan is given a tip that she's like trying to solve this kind of puzzle around the stock price, uh, and 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 what might be happening around uh the business machinations around the um the network. And then Neil is contacted by this mysterious source who happens to be in possession of some stolen government documents. Aside from that, not too much else happens. Oh, Maggie does she gets a big break. Uh so that's pretty exciting too. We'll we'll cover that too. But that that's pretty much it. We need of that ring a bell? Yeah.
0: And uh I was excited to watch this episode and Brian, I'll tell you this. I liked it. I liked this episode. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it did what it set out to do and I I thought it was an enjoyable episode. The first thing I noticed was there were no leads.
1: I know. That made me think that the only other time this happened to me watching the newsroom was when I accidentally had my um Max set to Spanish and there was no previously on for that. Uh but nope. Uh, so, so I checked, sure enough it was in English and no previously on with this one.
0: We open with I guess not romance but wedding planning. And uh uh I guess uh our friend Mackenzie McHale has a lot of women she needs as bridesmaids, including Sloane. And I did not buy for a minute that Sloane was bridesmaid material for Mackenzie. Like they're not that close. Like, I don't know.
1: I mean, they've certainly shared plenty of um, connecting time, like at that bar that they go to and stuff. But it always seems like it's around something else. It wouldn't really pass the Bechdel test, right? right. They're always talking about something in the in the episode.
0: You work at Chewy. If you're, yeah, if you're getting do. married today, are there people from Chewy who you would invite as grooms or brides? maids groomsmen or bridesmaids not a chance no yeah and some you of those people chewy i've employees, known just kidding
1: <laughs> some of those people you i've don't. known for a lot longer than i've been at chewy so uh, there's some people i've known for years and years but uh, they're not they're not uh standing at the wedding material i suppose right, especially no like if, if you already have two, a lot of people like that seems like an easy cut that's a work for anyway whatever yeah
0: um but i thought that that whole thing was like hilariously insane that they basically have no friendships outside of work and I think they even that that Will calls out. Yeah, I've tried to cultivate it that I only have work friendships. Like that's that's not life, but okay. <laughs> uh, I guess uh, Mackenzie notices the Boston Marathon bombing before anybody else does because she's watching a live feed of the Boston Marathon on a TV. Yeah
1: great and then we cut to maggie the first scene we see of her she's like doing reps at the gym right she's got the hair back to blonde and uh she's really trying to make something of herself i feel like they made a little bit too much of this scene like they leaned in a little bit too hard on this but as a plot device like her kind of getting her life together i'm fine with it well i think uh, i think it's pretty cool i loved the trainer and i
0: don't know if we see more of the trainer but i would like to because that trainer's (laughs) like love the pain eat the pain and i was like yes that is my mantra (laughs) for 2024 Love the pain, eat the pain. I could. I thought that was hilarious and funny, and I, I liked it all. Um, And then we go
1: back to the newsroom itself. And is it just me, or does uh, Hallie work here now? Hallie works there now. I have it on here as my list, on my list of things to talk about. We thought we were saying goodbye to Hallie at the end of season well, two. If like, re-listen well, if you re listen to our last episode, you thought we were saying goodbye to Hallie. I expressed no opinion on this topic. I wasn't did. sure. I didn't want to say goodbye <laughs> to her, is what I said. No, I didn't want to, but I kind of... I. I I thought she felt like a single-season character, and so I was pretty surprised. But I'm fine with her being in the newsroom. Like, this is cool. She's a fun character. It's kind of funny that they don't tell us precisely what her job is or how long she's been there or what the deal is. She's just there. I think she talks about, like, having to finish a article or something. Like, I feel like she's writing on the blog. Maybe Neil got promoted or something. I don't know. But um, how many bloggers does one newsroom need?
0: And I, I don't know. It's just...
1: My current read is they kind of want us to forget that she didn't
0: work there last season. <laughs> like, and here's this other character. But hopefully at some point they'll acknowledge how she got the job. Then, then, like, we're, we're doing a lot of catching up on different characters, right? So now we cut
1: to the courtroom. Sure. Where Don is, because Don has jury duty. This, to me, felt a lot like Don being stuck on a plane, not getting to report the news, too. Exactly
0: like that moment. And I was so excited that the judge was going to shut it down. The judge is like, No, everybody has jobs, and like the fact that somebody's texting you that there was a bombing at the Boston Marathon does not mean that you should be excused from jury duty, yeah, which is 100% accurate, yes. And then he then Don, I think, commits contempt of court because he's like, I own this <laughs> bagel slicer and I nearly cut my finger off or whatever. Like, it's funny, it's a good moment, and he knows all the salient facts of the case already. And he, uh, I don't know, but. Like, it sounded like the kind of thing you say to get out of jury duty, and judges don't love that. I don't know. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I thought he should have made him keep on jury duty.
1: Or uh, you, you mentioned being in contempt of court. Like, maybe uh, have him spend the rest of the day in, in holding or something. Like, right. That that would have been a pretty um, dope move for the for the judge to do at that point. Yeah. Oh, you wanted to get out of jury Great. You're out of jury duty. But we're going to keep you here for, uh, you know, the next 12 hours. And then we get
0: to see Sloan. Who is so excited because now she has a Bloomberg terminal, right? Uh, a plotline I thought was dumb. Bloomberg terminal, the real thing, but like, this is a rich network. Like she should have been able to have a Bloomberg terminal a long time ago, and now she does. And because mm-hmm. she has it, she doesn't know about the Boston Marathon bombing. But of course, every Bloomberg terminal would have flashed stories about. It's not just financial news; it's all news, <laughs> right? Um, so I thought that whole thing was weird. But then we get into the good stuff. I, I, I found character actions insane and crazy, but not to the level of belief beggarment. Uh, I found <laughs> that um, I, I, I'm yelling at Mackenzie. Mackenzie won't break in to report on the Boston Marathon bombing. And it really makes no sense. Yeah. And we know that they're they're gun shy because of Genoa. And she says, we're not first, so we might as well be last and have our facts straight. All of which is still crazy to me. Either she says that or Charlie says that. But either way, you can break in and say, we're getting early reports of a explosion of some sort in Boston at the end of the Boston Marathon. We literally saw it. Here's footage that we saw with our eyeballs that you can now see. We don't know what happened yet, but we're working on it. You can say that. Yeah. We could say, you can even say, CNN is reporting X or this other. But they just, to do nothing is to do a disservice to their viewers. And of course they're going to lose audience. Like, it seems insane. Like, it... It is Borderline Beggaring Belief for Me Brian, I'm not gonna lie. Borderline Beggaring <laughs> beggaring Belief for Me Brian is the name of my next podcast. But
1: I I don't uh, know if I can write a song about that one.
0: How how did you feel
1: about it though? That whole thing? Yeah. I I don't recall the first time that this came up where we felt like they were doing themselves and their viewers a disservice by not even mentioning things. Um, that it feels so much in service of them wanting to posture their caution that I don't feel like they're really uh, that Sorkin's really um he's getting in his own way it, it, it ends up not sounding like a newscast and they do this one point where they're like panning across from like CNN to Fox and everybody else and then like when they get to acn there's like nothing happening the person's talking about something completely unrelated and it's just like i would turn the i would turn the channel like it doesn't make any sense
0: we in 2023 and 4 you know you'll sometimes see people mock fox news like this especially happened during the trump presidency where mm. something horrible would happen and then fox news would be like hey here's a here's a totally different story about like tangerines or something yeah and so obviously it's a thing that can happen, right? There can be a network that doesn't report a thing, but here we're not avoiding the story because we're ashamed of it. We don't have, we don't have all our facts. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, and this is the thing that bothers me across many TV series. It's okay to let our heroes win, right? The drama doesn't always have to come from them being screwed. And I yeah. think that maybe one of the larger weaknesses on the newsroom as a whole is that too often the people we root for are disappointing or disappointed because of the hands they're being dealt. It's like, it's okay for them to have some wins. Like, the drama can come from elsewhere. Yeah, And them being late was crazy. And then Will does that insanely poorly timed pep talk that's not even a good pep talk when they should all be working the Boston story. And like, it's just eh, I found that part annoying I also have this note Jim looks different so I don't know if this was like a long time since the previous season but I thought Jim looked decidedly different I don't know if you had that feeling or not
1: yeah there was something different I do remember feeling that but I didn't write it down and I think what I as you were talking I was don't worry Lex I was listening but it, it did kind of start to crystallize something I was thinking about recently because uh as we record a few days ago there was that whole incident with uh the Alaska Airlines flight and the piece of the plane fell off and um, the article that I was reading about it was it was in praise of the safety videos and the the safety measures that that we take in airline in airplanes and, and that's one of the reasons that nobody got hurt during this and one of the things that they mentioned was like if you tell people why they have to do something, then they're more likely to be compliant and to be safe. And they talked about uh, how this one, like Japan Airlines or something like that, explains why you have to have your tray tables up during takeoff and because we want to make it easier for you to get out of your seat if you really need to if there's an emergency. And in this case, I would imagine... That they could build a lot of trust with their viewers if they're saying, look, we're hearing some stuff, but because we're doing our due diligence, we're chasing down all the leads. We can't tell you everything, that um, every rumor that we're hearing, but here's the things we do know. Yeah. And we'll keep you up to date as we chase down more things, and we're going to make sure we got all our facts in a row before we start reporting not, uh, things because we don't want to get it wrong. That kind of stuff would make me want to stay tuned in because I'd be like, okay, these are the people actually doing the work.
0: Yeah. Uh, you're 100 percent right. I, I agree with every single thing you're saying there, and it's, it, and I think this was maybe my biggest annoyance in the episode because it's just like, what's what's wrong with you people? What, report the story. It's the news. <laughs> like let's let's go. Um, but yeah. So, uh, this is where it starts to get interesting in my notes. Maggie wants to go be the producer for Elliot, and Elliot wants to go to Boston. Yeah. Elliot wants to go to Boston because he's from Boston, and maggie's like i'll be his producer and jim advocates for it like jim vouches it's like yeah we should do this and they're everybody's not sure like is she really ready can she do this and he's like yeah yeah she can do this um and uh i like that moment then we're still waiting for them to go in the air mm-hmm. and what i didn't understand if we're still waiting waiting for them to go to the air and then they finally get it we've got the source we got the confirmed source great why isn't will already at the desk they know that within <laughs> i don't know five to 30 minutes they're gonna have it and be ready to go live and yet now it's like okay let's get him into wardrobe let's get him into make like
1: why can't he just be sitting at the desk waiting for it to break in nobody else was using that desk right now it's just dumb <laughs> is this the one where he's like oh i need a suit and they're like none of your suits are clean right was, was that the same moment it's like uh if they <laughs> they should be planning for this yeah Even if he's not at the desk, like, he should be dressed. Like, he should be close. Like, seriously. (laughs) Like, be ready. All this stuff should be planned.
0: That does 100% beggar belief. Beggar belief. There was. Uh, So I thought that kind of was, that was a little bit crazy. And then... uh, we spend a lot of time on the Boston Marathon bombing coverage. Like, we spend a lot of time on it. Yeah. Like, we go into the details of the story a bit. More than I thought was, like, necessary for the storytelling, but just in a way that means, hey, these guys know what they're doing. Like, now that we're covering the story, we're really covering it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought a lot a moment was telegraphed, but still Maggie hit it out of the park. And when you can telegraph a moment and nail it, that's pretty great. But uh, they, they get to Boston, and they meet their camera guy, and he's like, do you want to go to the hotel? And she's like, no we want to go to Boylston. Like, we want to go right to where the story is. <laughs> yep. we, we want no rest. And then, like, they're covering it. They're going into it. And I, I wrote here, whoa, I just watched like 20 minutes without taking any notes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was exciting. Because I
0: was into it. I was really enjoying it.
1: Watching uh, Maggie, like, kind of pound the pavement, talking to cops and everything, all that, uh, it, I found it very riveting, too.
0: I, I, I did have a look. This Sloan storyline is stupid. Shocking. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember what it was. What was the stupid s- Sloan storyline at that point?
1: Okay, so she's getting some kind of tip about uh oh, yes it was stupid <laughs> that they're gonna miss their earnings there's like well you can't you can't talk to some people and then, then they she decided to contact one of her old students and it was kind of got a little icky because he was asking her out yeah all that stuff was uh um, yeah I'm, I'm happy to just ignore it some sloan abuse
0: um and then i they then they talk about how john king on cnn is reporting that they made an arrest in the in the boston bombing that and, did happen right and then it turns out that he made a mistake and I was like, What is this? I don't remember I don't remember that at all. And I I'm sure John King remembers it to this day. And I get a lot yeah. I've met a lot of people in the news remember that. But like this was I think well depicted as uh, at first you can see some Schadenfreude on the newsroom staff because or the news night staff because yeah, they were cheering. they're like whooping it up, but like there, but for the grace of God, go them. They've just been there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they like the heats off them.
1: Charlie had that good line of they. He got knocked down. You didn't get
0: any taller, right? Yes, and then, but then he still is like with Will, like ah, <laughs> <laughs> they screwed up. But I didn't remember that at all. I did find it, Neil, you know, has has received some. Again, Sorkin doesn't understand technology, but he's received some kind of secretive communique, and he's going to go meet somebody. I found undercover Neil very amusing when he's, like, sneaking through trying to meet his contact. I find that very funny. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, going to going to that toilet or to to get the flash drive and stuff. Like he he's very he's he's not going to ever be a good spy.
0: <laughs> and the the maitre d is like or the host whichever he's like uh, the bathroom is for customers only. And so Neil's like, what's the least expensive thing on the menu? And the guy's like, just use the bathroom. <laughs> like I really enjoyed all of that, but I did not enjoy his hands in the public restroom toilet. That I did not find funny at all. Ooh, I thought it was, was super aching. gross. Yep. Didn't like it. And then Will's like Neil, go buy an air gapped computer, which was. Again, an example to me of Aaron Sorkin trying to sound like he knows tech when he doesn't know tech. Mm -hmm. If you don't know, which I would forgive you for not knowing, dear listener, an air-gapped computer is a computer not connected to the internet. It is basically impossible to buy a computer that isn't air-gapped until you hook it up. So he could say, Mm -hmm. go buy a computer for air-gapping purposes. But go buy an air-gapped computer is like, go buy an electric computer.
1: Like, what what, what are we saying here? (laughs) Like a mechanical keyboard. Yeah, Um, Just buy a computer. (laughs) Right. And so I remember... When I first saw this, I was like, "Is he gonna go? Is there some like special place that you go buy uh, computers specifically for news purposes that say don't have a Wi-Fi card or something?" Uh, This time, it looked like he just picked something up from like what Best Buy or something like that and just opened it up, which. There's no guarantee that's I don't know. I I don't know. Like it does so it does show him when he's like connect getting it set up, like the Windows logo and stuff lo- is loading. He like says not now or something when it's supposed to connect to the Wi Fi. Like I don't know. Like that's that's the closest we got to anything that looked remotely air gapped.
0: And and kind of surprising that like there aren't computers in the office. <laughs> like, hey, here's a computer you can use, or literally, here's a computer we can take and put offline. Like, I don't know. Yeah um but so and uh, apparently neil has a whole cache now of secret documents saying things um i was remembering though that the marathon shooting story was insane i remember it pretty vividly the manhunt for those two guys it was a lot Mm -hmm. um you referenced at the top kundu yes so we're we're getting some And that's i guess that's what neil's leak is about right It's, it's stuff related to kundu is that right and it's interesting because it's not for the first time the newsroom mixing real stories with fake stories because any story involving kundu is going to be fake because kundu is fake and it's interesting now like that this is a story that we don't know how it ends and it's you know the boston marathon bombing very real and this thing very not real and so i thought that was
1: yeah and the boston marathon story is gonna end by the end of this episode but the kundu thing with neil clearly is gonna kind of at least extend a few episodes so is sorkin setting us up i would say that this story has this is all the rest of season three this is our genoa tip yeah this this story has a Kundu spirit
0: so i i mean i really (laughs) you like when i couldn't get it in the first time i made sure i got it in (laughs) the next time
1: um i feel like i'm listening to the rebound then we
0: we're back in boston and elliot's not eating walnuts because he has a walnut allergy except what does he think those crunchy things are in his salad? They're <laughs> walnuts. Sorkin loves to give a, a, a an otherwise you know, studious person a mouth problem, a speaking problem. CJ had this happen right, right. with her woot canal <laughs> on the West Wing. And now uh, Elliot uh, can't talk because he's got his walnut allergy. I did enjoy it when he said, yes, <laughs> yes. I thought, yes, yes, what <with> the funny <laughs> I line. I love it, too. Uh, but now Maggie has to go on air. And mm-hmm. Brian, is she going to do a terrible job? Is she going to, is she going to eat it on national television?
1: Lex, she was going to crush it all along and, and we knew it and it, and that's fine. Like this, this was such a predictable beat in the plot, but, um, I, I was there for it. I feel like we needed this and it, it was great. And it's like I was saying before, you want to be able to root for your characters and
0: Maggie had a nice mm-hmm. moment. That's nice. Now I'm going to give you and me a spoiler. Cause I think you and I both read the trivia on IMDb and, uh, I was surprised and I would say even blue. To learn that this is our last time that we're going to see uh, Elliot. This is last episode. Oh that's too bad. Uh, so, I, I, until they say otherwise, I choose to believe the walnuts killed him, and he just could not resist pulling himself. <laughs> he couldn't pull himself away from Maggie. He had to see it, and uh, he he died for it. But uh, thank mm. you, Elliot. But no, I, I like Man, that, that guy. He's
1: got kids and stuff. Everything. Yeah. yeah. What a uh, way to go.
0: Yeah. Seriously. Um, and then I I did not understand what happens next there's a couple things that all bother me even though I like this episode Mm. Will quit again why Why? he did yes he quit and then he even says I quit he's like by the way you should know I quit earlier Uh, but like Will quits during this episode I'm sure he doesn't take like but he quits and I'm like why is he quitting now you didn't even know that he quit I forgot I must have
1: forgotten jeez I watched this like three days ago
0: he quits and then later he says to uh, Mackenzie by the way you should know I quit earlier
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Uh and because they're in fourth I think like, cause they're oh, Right.
1: Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. He did resign when they were on the patio. He's like, well, this is, this is all happening because of me. And we came here to do one thing. Yeah. He was all talking like Charlie, like let's go do sports. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: and then it, we have to, so they try to justify Sloan's plot line by saying, Oh, she's now realizing that the dumb twins, uh, Reese's siblings, step siblings, want to do or trying to do a hostile takeover. So that's going to be like a driving plot point. It seems, um, maybe even more than, or as much as Neil's docs, like because Breeze's siblings want to take over ACN. Uh, and then we've also got, oops, Neil committed espionage and Neil is a little too stupid here because he asked the person, Hey, get this other secret thing for me, which obviously he can't do. Uh, um, like I know you can't do tortious interference, but I guess it's illegal to incite somebody to commit espionage. But I people also have free will, so I'm not entirely sure what the law is. But w- stupid, and so now Neil, I guess, has committed federal crime. So I guess we'll see him in jail.
1: <laughs> maybe you can report the news from jail.
0: Maybe maybe it's a metaphor because News Night 2.0 feels like a prison for Will.
1: I feel like uh, of the areas of plot that I that I'm interested in in pursuing Neil's whole thing. I, I do not find interesting, and so it's a lot more like Genoa tip than I'm than I'm comfortable with. Yeah, the idea of some sort of external force wanting to come in and take over the company, that could be cool, just because I like when I get to root for Reese and Leona, and um, I don't like when they're enemies. And so, if we get to continue rallying with them against some sort of external force, that might be an, end up being kind of cool, and it might end up making better use of the Bloomberg terminal. So I guess we'll see. Yeah. I'm intrigued. Um,
0: I looked ahead and there's some some fun actors in next week's episode. Mm. Uh, It is funny to me that Paul Lieberstein joins the show as an executive producer and then also casts himself in it. I enjoy that. (laughs) Um, But uh, I I don't know if next week's episode, Run, will include uh, the capturing of the bomber because oh, th- they didn't right. get him right they, we mm. know he's in the boat in watertown like you and i know how that mm-hmm. story ends but it hadn't happened in the show maybe it won't maybe they just know that we know and we move on but uh they're definitely not done with neil and his thing and the hostile takeover is going to remain a thing and then you know sloan and don will have their own little show within a show where less interesting stuff happens
1: is my hunch <laughs> oh my gosh i'm looking at this this cast for next week and and listener you all are in for us uh a delight i i hope it, it lives up to this cast yeah some some sorkin regulars mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well
0: I, I did like this episode I, I we focused more on the criticisms and in part because when it was good i couldn't even write down i was just i was just in it but i i did you know honestly and this is me retconning or or using lots of info that i have now to try to make an assessment here but um I wonder if the show really luxuriating in its coverage of the Boston bombing was in part a response to criticisms that, like, the show's news was light. That, that the show didn't do a good job with the actual news stuff, didn't really understand. And, like, this time they really tried to show this is what it means to be, reporting, and, or, to be a reporter. And this is Maggie pounding the pavement. And this is, you know, Elliot rushing to Boston to cover the story. And now look at all the news we're newsing. Like, it felt like they were really trying to show how newsy they were.
1: Some of my uh, favorite moments in in seasons one and two were when they were doing actual newsy stuff. Uh, so I'm, I suppose there's a chance we're just trying to to take the best parts without without people acting like idiots. So except for you and me, we can act like idiots all we want. Well, yeah, yeah, that's what we get paid for. So. But you,
0: dear listener, you are no idiot, which mm-hmm. is why we strongly encourage you to become a member of The Incomparable. That's at com slash members. You can support The Incomparable. We can support us. You don't have to, but if you've, if you've got the extra scratch, why not support us? Uh, if you're already a member, feel free to uh, dictate that you want some of your funds to go to us uh, But because Brian is ready to retire off newsroom. Nope, off Sorkin in- income. <laughs> we confuse those two shows a lot. Uh, what else? Rate and review us wherever you'd like get ready to watch season one season three episode two of the newsroom because that's what we're going to do
1: right and uh, as a reminder this is a short season there's only six episodes in it five to go yeah wow so uh, the 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 end is in sight which leaves you
0: with just really five more opportunities of this newsroom to uh keep sorkin in it that's the one that's the one that's what it was